Blog Talk Radio. Stricken with throat cancer. Come on, somebody. The devil said I would never sing again. Come on, somebody. He said I wouldn't see the age of 50, but I'm 59. Hey! Come on and give God some glory, y'all. Help! You can't tell me what God can do. And I want you to know today, I was healed of cancer 99, but it came back in 2005. And I said, God, you said you're the same God yesterday, today and forevermore. And if you did it when I did know you, and then when I messed around and found you, you can do it again. Somebody ought to see it. Because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. Come on. I went all the way down to a size seven. Come on, somebody. Wearing my oldest daughter's clothes. I literally lost my mind. Come on, somebody. I, yeah, I stayed in the nut house six months to a year. But the Bible says he will keep you in perfect peace with your mind. Hey, don't Jesus. Anybody know God is a healer? Let me, I'm going to get ready to sing, y'all, but I stayed on chemo. I took chemo five years, three times a day. But I want you to know God will heal me, and I'm cancer-free today. Come on. Hey. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. You know the Holy Ghost makes a difference. Come on, somebody. Anybody got it? Let's go for it. Amen. Put your hands together. Woo! This is for you, Bishop.
been for you, we would not be here. We open our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety. And did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence. Because we know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified. That your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God. Life eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God evil spirits have come up against us Lord and we need to be fortified with your power 
God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's God fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord. And you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord, that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee, and healing is in your wings, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls, and in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord, every demonic force, Lord, God, that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord, because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. While men are trying to find, God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. I've run out of answers, I've run out of time And I'm so confused that I'm losing my mind It's gonna take a miracle to help me this time I'm traveling a road that has not one time 
send my angel to go get my money and bring my money to me. Yeah. Loose my angel, God, to, to go get whatever I want and bring it to me. I want a new truck. Loose that angel to go get me a brand new truck and bring it to me. A, a 2024 Toyota RAV4, and I make no payments. Lord, you got the answer. You got the solution. You know how it can be done for me. Loose my angels to go get it, God, and bring it. Yeah, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And so we're thankful this morning unto Almighty God for all he has given unto us. Many gifts, uh, people don't even know they have the gifts. Uh, he's given many things, you know, he's opened doors for us. Uh, he blessed us with good gospel music and not all the music sound the same. Uh, he blessed us to have a memory that I can remember way back in the 60s, <laughs> in 1968. If I'm not mistaken, Dr. Martin Luther King was killed and I was in school in the fifth grade. Yeah, all that kind of thing. Memory, that's real important. A mind, a sound mind is real important. He has blessed us with many things. We have 10 fingers. And, and, and two hands, we could pick things up. Oh, he has blessed us with a body even. Yeah, a head with eyes that I can see, ears that I can hear, a nose that I can smell, a mouth that I can talk and eat, a throat that I can swallow. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He has blessed us. But many times we don't think on these things. These are small things to many of us because it's just a natural thing because it, we came with a body. No, he didn't have to give you that. Somebody was born without eyes. Did you know that? Somebody was born without legs, ears, a nose, feet, arms, all kind of things, internal organs. Some people was born without them. For many of us, God has blessed us to have them out. Now, we may have messed them up. I messed mine up. All the sugar, all the salt, all the fried food, the southern food. But I was born with all of these things. I still have a good liver, a good kidney, two good kidneys. I still have a, a good stomach. It's fat in it, but it's a good stomach. <laughs> God blessed me. You have two hands. I, I see the wrinkles on them now. They're getting older. I can tell that I cooked a lot and all the dishwashing stuff. I've got some burn marks on my arm from sticking it too far in the oven and bringing it up too high and touch the rack. But I got two working arms, two working shoulders. The back hurt many days. It spasms sometimes. They say I have arthritis in my spine, but nonetheless, I got a good, strong back. I can yet stand up. I can yet bend down. I can yet pick things up. God has blessed us. I used the wrong products on my hair about two weeks ago, and it took some of the front of my hair out, but guess what? I have hair to cover my scalp. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Got feet, they acting up 
I got to fix them. And the Lord showed me how. But guess what? I can walk. <laughs> Ooh, look at here today. I'm looking at the things that he has given to us. I may be overweight, but guess what? I'm yet healthy. I go back to the dentist tomorrow to see about the surgery on the left side up top, but guess what? I still can eat, and I got teeth. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. He brings the sun out daily. He calls the moon to come out at night. He bring the sun out, but he bring it out in a way it won't scorch us. He bring the moon out at night, but he bring it in a way it won't freeze us. The wind blow, but it's not blowing, so it blow your entire country away. Maybe to damage some things, tear up some things. People have died from it, but it didn't blow the entire country away. Uh, ooh, he keep changing these seasons for us. Yeah, we just come out of winter. Yeah, we're coming into spring. From spring, we're going to fall. From fall, we'll go back into winter. From winter, back to spring, back to summer, back to fall. It just keeps starting over and over. Who's doing this for us? Almighty God. We needed rain just last week. And the week before and the week before, he brought the rain. It has rained off and on every day since Sunday. Headed to the prison, it was raining. And the windshield wipers were working perfect. Because, you know, when you take your car to be clean, they put rain dance on the windshield. So the rain was dancing, but as soon as the wiper hit it, the windshield become nice and clear. Raining, but I still made the trip to go do ministry. Huh? Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. It's so many things we have to be thankful for. We have to be thankful for. But we don't focus on these things. We mainly focus on what I don't have, what I want, what I think I need. What I need to do. Now, I'm looking today at the blessings of Almighty God. I'm looking at the month of April. It was just 2022, four months back. Or matter of fact, four months and 11 days ago. It was just New Year. I mean, 2022. Turn right into 2023, and he has brought us four months already into the new year. Each day is a new day, and it's still the new year. We didn't have that last year. We had something different on April the 12th of 2022. It was a totally different thing than April the 12th, 2023. We have so much to thank him for. Mm. Ooh, glory. Yeah, holding that water back from the land. We running around like squirrely birds. We going to work, we going to church, we going to school, we going to shop, we going to visit, just going for drives, we going to medical appointments, we going to all kind of things. Because he is holding the water back from the land. 
Bless us to have a military that went to work for us. I still can do all of these things I just mentioned, shop, church, school, whatever. Why the military go and fight the battle? They stand watch. They keep it on the right level that I can continue to do what it is I want to do. I can continue to open up my computer, do whatever it is, bring forth Jesus in the morning seven days a week if I choose to, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all kind of stuff. They got so much new stuff, I I don't even bother. TikTok, this and that. All kind of stuff going on in the country. But God has yet blessed his people. If you have a prayer life and a Bible study life and you your mind is to obey God, he's taking care of you. I'm not saying you got the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you got a chauffeur and you riding in the baddest car there is. You don't have a Lamborghini or a Rolls Royce. But you have transportation. God has yet blessed us, and we need to wake up and see this and stop trying to be more than we are. I'm just playing every day coming down to earth, Barbara. You're going to hear that southern come out of me, <laughs> that old country. You're going to hear that <clears throat> come out of me. You're going to hear my African flat voice just come with that deep accent. You're going to hear that. You're going to know I'm a black woman. Yeah, I'm just playing this stuff. I can't fix it up. I can't change it. I can't make it up. Yeah. I can keep it clean. I can keep my hair clean, my body clean, you know. I can do all of these things. But I can't change me. I am who he made me. And I decided to stay who he made me. Yeah, and I'm happy about it. I don't speak the correct English. I just talk. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Some days I look back in the word and I see what he go yonder. Now, you know, go yonder. He wasn't a, a college graduate either, I see. But he tell us some things. And I don't want to follow the world and all their madness. Because if I keep following that, I'm going to be mad with them. I'm going to be second guessing me. I'm going to be overthinking things. Uh-uh. No. I know what I know. I come from where I come. I'm good right there. Because research is good to a certain degree, but too much of anything is not good for you. I'm just that's why I'm I had to pray and I'm praying to get the I'm to my get the weight completely off me, the overweight. Yeah. Because I know God is able. And I don't have to research it. I already know what to do. Yeah. Because every time they say, every time your elbow bend, your mouth fly open. Anybody ever heard that? So if my elbow bend, but it's not keep bending, you know, it can bend a little bit for what the size of the stomach is supposed to be. But if I just keep bending and bending it, I'm going to keep growing outward. But I thank God this morning he on our side and he know what's best for us. And I just got to turn the plate down and turn the food down and get out and get on with it now and stop sitting around thinking of things to cook. They got too much Pinterest and, oh, my goodness, all kinds of things, all recipes, all things mama. 
Some of y'all may not know about that, but they send me all kind of stuff that I know how to cook. It just give me an idea. Oh, you know, you ain't had macaroni and cheese in a long time. I'm talking about that old-fashioned kind you bake in the oven. The devil. <laughs> Along with my flesh, I got to let it go and let it go for real. Don't let it go and go back and pick it up because I lose 15, 20 pounds. And then turn around and pick that up and five to go with it. No, ma'am. I don't want to ever do that no more. I want to lose the 20. Don't go back and get no more. Lose another 20 and 10 more. Huh? And keep it moving. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. Because see, the devil will tell you all kind of things. I know he tell women, oh, you ain't got to worry about your weight. There are some men like big-boned women. Big voluptuous girl. I'm just telling you how he does. Go on and eat that. Eat your two pieces of that chocolate cake. The devil is a lie. Yeah. So we, I, 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 for me, just got to stay on this straight and narrow. Stop getting off it. Because there are a lot of things we are doing that we shouldn't be doing, and our focus shouldn't be in that area. My focus shouldn't be in the cooking area, the baking area, recipe, none of that. If I'm going to focus somewhere, I need to focus on smoothies, tropical smoothies, uh, uh, no bread, certain kind of bread that you make that it don't have all this other stuff in it. Yeah, if I want to focus on food, focus on what's going to get me where I need to be. And eat them greens and drink greens. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Because they taught me, you are what you eat. <laughs> so I know I'm all kind of cakes and pies and fried stuff. And, yeah, I know I'm all kinds of that. Breads, love bread. Yeah. But it's not the kind I love. It's not good for me. It's good to me, but it's not good for me. And I want to get away from everything. That's not good for me. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I can feel it. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I am going to do better. In Jesus' name. Want to throw that in because somebody else want to do the same thing. And thank you so much. You just sweet. <laughs> oh, well, I thank you. I hope I am. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, but uh, people say I, I call the fuss. If I didn't care, I wouldn't fuss. Because sometimes uh, if you call me on Monday and you say you're going to call me back on Wednesday and you don't call me on Wednesday, then that put me in a position to be concerned. Not over-concerned, but to be concerned. And then uh, when you get around to calling me again, I may not be available, you see? So let's do it while you said you would do it so I can get it done for you. I do all kinds of things for elderly people, A and B and C and D on the Medicare and the Advantage Plan, the uh, supplement, all of this kind of thing to help them out. Because some seniors don't have no children. Some don't have no family left. It's just them. Some have children, but the children is not thinking about the parent and all that the parent need or may be going through. Yeah. Let me tell you something. 
that uh, internet, the computer, that's a powerful thing today. Listen, I, I try to talk to my brother, and I try to do a program where people could learn and the basics of the computer, you know, how to send an email, how to read an email, uh, how to download something, uh, how to click from thing to thing, you know, page to page so you can get done what you need to get done because they don't care about you being elderly. Everything has changed. Yeah. Uh, those that low uh, are low kick, low income and thing, they get uh, food stamps, EBT stuff like that, Medicaid. All of this is online. I remember taking a person to the food stamp office one day, and we got there it was closed. And they gave the 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 web link. Go to this website and get it done. And the person looked at me and they said, "I don't know how to do that." I, I, I don't I don't do the computer. I was like, wow, it is a good thing in a way, but then in another way, it's not. And uh, if you don't know how to, if you're not just a tad bit, little bit knowing about the computer, a lot of things can hinder you. What would take you five minutes, now you got to put it in the mail. That may take four or five days, depending on where it's going. Then they got to get it, open it up, read it, and then decide their time when they're going to respond back. So let's say a week and a half versus five minutes is what they're trying to show us. And we're going to get the right thing done because there's so much you got to go through to find the right thing. Oh, it's just a lot if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So we're praying for others to rise up who will help the elderly and help uh, people with mental health issues because a lot of these people are paranoid and they feel like if they go on the computer it's going to read their mail. It's going to be in their house, which it is, but it's going to see everything they do, which it does, but because I, I use this as an excuse. They don't know who is uh, 9-11 people, terrorists, whatever, they don't know. So they're checking on everybody, and then they got a plan, a bigger plan than that for you. Please believe me. That's why today we need to be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled all up in Jesus. I'm telling you today. Because everything that's looking like is this, it's not only this, but it's that. That which you don't know. I'm telling you. You may suspect some things, but it's worse than what you suspected. So we need to be prayerful, keep a prayer life going, and trust the Lord to help us and try to keep our mind on him and focus in the right direction. Yeah, that that's how I got two or three pounds off. I had to focus in the right direction. Yeah, had I not, I would have continued to gain the 16 plus plus, uh-huh. But I saw it. I said, oh, no, you got to stop this. You got to go back. You going forward. <laughs> you going up and not down. <laughs> so you got to fix this. Yeah. And I don't believe God would do for us what we can do for ourselves. He gave us all the tools to get get it done. And if we don't use what we have, even our mind, we have to condition our mind and focus. If not, we, mm-mm. 
we won't make it. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning, and we have Pastor Terry K. Anderson coming today. And uh, he's over at, uh, I, th- I think it's a Baptist convention, because he of Little Grove Missionary Baptist Church. And I think he's at the convention on this message. But uh, we want to take a listen this morning. Dear God, thank you. I want to try to get to um, a little past 7.30 and then bring this one. So uh, we're a little bit past 7.30, but if I could get closer uh, to 8 o'clock, then we don't have to uh, get off at 9, go on our full time and be blessed. Hallelujah. So listen, I have one more uh, song I'd like to go to this morning. And uh, when we come back, we'll come back with uh, Pastor Terry K. Anderson of Lily Grove Missionary Baptist Church. Let's go to this one. Don't go to sleep. Power of the blood 
power of the blood. What? 
President of this convention, and to Chairman Mitchell, and to the Reverend Clergy, all of you, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm so sleepy, I don't know what to do with myself. privilege to come and share with you my feeble preaching but my strong convictions about our Lord and his Christ. Dennis Jones and I, as Pastor Glenn has mentioned, we have been friends now over 40 years. We were friends for over 40 years, uh, but I want to thank him for that 
rich, rich word. Thank you so much for that. I don't have time to introduce anybody and welcome anybody and all of that. It's 11, what time is it now? 11. But my wife is here, and I always preach well when my wife is present. Stand with you, Mrs. Anderson. Praise the Lord for your presence, dear. And some members of Lily Grove have peppered the audience. And my wife and I have been married five years, and uh, she's younger than I am. So I need to get home. <laughs> Have I got a witness? In the <laughs> First Peter. First Peter at chapter five. First Peter at chapter 5, verses 1 through verse number 4. Now as an elder myself, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, I exhort the elders among you to tend the flock of God, that is in your charge, exercising the oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you do it, not for sordid gain, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will win the crown of glory that never fades away. Thank you. You may be seated. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to talk about between the finished work and the coming prophecy. Between the finished work and the coming prophecy. We live in the parentheses of the finished work and the coming prophecy. Peter, who is the author of this text, is writing to pastors, to under-shepherds. And he is exhorting them. He's not making any demands. He's not giving any orders. He's not bossing anybody around. Because time has humbled him. Years have humbled him. The experience at a fish fry with Jesus has humbled him. Peter, the only time Peter is taking his foot out of his mouth 
is when he's putting his other foot in his mouth. He's impetuous. He's boisterous. He is the loudest, most vocal of Jesus' disciples. He's a fighter. He's a cusser. He, he's, he's a take charge kind of person. But time has humbled him. And Jesus, before he leaves, meets with Peter and asks him three times to correspond to his three denials. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Then he asked him a third time, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. He says, feed my lambs. He, he humbles him. He, he, he tempers Peter's impetuosity. He calms him down so much so that Peter is now almost begging, exhorting. Because you cannot ask of another person what's not in you already. If, if, if you want to exhort, then you have to be a person under exhortation. It, the, the, the greatest teaching is a life that is already the lesson that you're trying to teach. Peter exhorts those of us who preach the gospel. Those of us who shepherd the Lord's people. I need to take a moment here tonight. I know it's late, but I need to take a moment here to say to those of us who preach that you've got to watch the devil. Because if you don't watch the devil, he will urge you to preach a gospel that is reasonable, but not powerful. A gospel that's exciting, but is not authoritative. A gospel that flatters, but does not confront. A gospel that does not turn people upside down, so it can't turn them right side up. Those of us who preach the gospel, Peter exhorts us as a witness of the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think I need to say something about suffering before I move into my text. Um, there's a difference between watching regular television and watching television in HD. There's a difference in turning up the volume on the television and listening to television in surround sound. The picture is more vivid. The sound is more precise. Because there's a difference in watching regular television and watching television in HD. There's a difference in turning up the volume and surround sound. Most of our preaching has become watching regular television. And we turn up the volume, but if you want your preaching in HD and surround sound, you got to suffer. Because preaching that is worth listening to is preaching that is born out of suffering. 
Because you can't preach from what you haven't been through. Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas? You can't preach from what you haven't been through. And if your preaching is not tempered by suffering, God can't get any glory out of your life. I was, I was someplace preaching. I don't remember where now. But it was four or five young preachers who were there who, for some reason, escapes me even tonight, admired my preaching. And they came to hear me preach. And I was in the pastor's study walking out to go into the pulpit to preach. And they said to me, uh, all, all four of them, five of them at the same time, said, Pastor, we are so delighted to meet you. We want your anointing. They said, Pastor, we want to shut that thing down like you shut it down. We want to be able to choke that coon like you choke that coon. That's, that's preacher talk, you know. We, we, we want to be able to get after it like you get after it. I said, all right. I put my Bible down. I said, let's hold hands. I said, bow your heads, brothers. I'm going to pray that you get my anointing. I said, God, these young men want my anointing. Let their deacons get ready to put them out of their church. Because they're trying to do ministry. Let their car be repossessed. Because they don't have the money to pay the note. And their so-called friends are laughing behind their back. And they took their hands out of my hand. They said, Reverend, we don't want that. We want your anointing. I said, never pray for another man's blessings until you walk a mile in another man's shoes. You don't know what I've been through to get to where I am tonight. You don't know what storms I've had to go under, what burdens I've had to bear, what tears I've had to shed. What, you don't know what God has brought me through. If you want my anointing, you got to go through my suffering. I'm a witness, Peter says, of the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I exhort the elders among you to, first of all, feed the flock. Feed the flock. If the flock of God is not your people, it's God's people. And God has called you, if you've been called, to feed the flock. Feed them, the scripture says, with, with knowledge and understanding. Feed them the sincere meat and milk of the word of God. Not your opinions. Not your theology. But feed them with the word of God. Because the world is hungry for the living bread. People need to hear the gospel. We hear enough about Trump. We hear enough about the Democrats. We hear enough about the conservatives. We hear enough on television, on MSNBC and CNN. We hear enough on HGTV. We hear enough nonsense and foolishness and noise. People need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody is on their way to hell, and they would not turn around until they heard the gospel. 
I still hear my old pastor, the late Reverend John Wilkerson. My old pastor had a shock of white hair and a voice like a silver bell. When Reverend Wilkerson preached, his voice sounded like an aeolian harp when fanned by zephyr breezes. Reverend Wilkerson didn't go to seminary. He didn't know anything about Bootman or Bruno. He didn't know anything about Harvey Cox or James Cone. He didn't know anything about exegeting a passage of scripture. He knew nothing about five minutes for the introduction or ten minutes for the body of the sermon and a poem at the end for the conclusion. He just started preaching when he stood up and quit when he sat down. But before he got through, he said he died. And then he said, didn't he die? And Ms. Devine Roper would run all the way from the front of the church to the back of the church. And Ms. Andy Cross' wig would fall off because they'd be shouting about the goodness of Jesus. He died. And when somebody heard that, they couldn't sit still because he did die. I, I hope he's not listening tonight. Uh, I, I, hope, I hope he's not listening tonight. Um, but a, a preacher was, was at his church. And uh, he was making fun of how black preachers preach and close their sermons. Uh, he was making fun of, of how black preachers preach and close their sermons. And uh, he started tuning up and talking about he died. And the guy on the organ started, started pumping him up. And the people in the audience were laughing because he was making fun of how black preachers preach. And then when the people realized what he was saying, he said he died. And they were laughing because he was making fun. He was tuning and making fun of the black preaching idiom. But when the black people in that church realized what he was saying, they stopped laughing and started shouting. And, and, and he was so far into it, he couldn't get out of it. Creflo Dollar I'm talking about. He was so far into it, and, and it was sounding so good, and the people were shouting so much because they realized he died. And I thought to myself, you can't play talking about Jesus, and people don't start shouting. Because when you feed people the gospel and they hear the word of God, somebody's got to move when they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Feed them. You are God's chef. Preparing meals every Sunday morning. All of us who are serious about preaching know of the late Dr. Gardner Taylor's words that there is a sweet torture about Sunday morning. That there's something sweet and torturous at the same time about Sunday morning because our words are the difference between life and death. And so I, I kid, I joke, I play a whole lot, but when it comes to preaching and feeding the flock of God, I'm careful when I stand in the pulpit because this is not my people, these are God's people. And as God's people, he has called me to feed the flock. It's right here in the text. Not only 
ought we to feed the flock, but we ought to lead the flock. I, I, I might not get invited back to National Baptist uh, USA Incorporated, but 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 it's in my mind, it's in my in my notes, so I might as well put it out there. Again, those of us who preach, the scripture says we, we don't lord it over those who are in our charge. And uh, we don't tend the flock of God uh, like, like we are under compulsion. And, and we don't turn ourselves into celebrities. And somebody got to carry your Bible. And, and, and somebody got to go get gas for your car. Somebody got your handkerchief and, and, and somebody got your, your coat. I, I go to some churches to preach, Pastor, and I drive up to the, to the church and they swarm my car like bees. Pastor, can I help you with that? Help me with the car note. <laughs> Since you want to help me with something. Okay. Reverend, can I help you with that? And 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 and, I, and, and listen, I guess that's all right. But after a while, you start thinking you deserve that, and then you start to think that you are the person in whose place you've been called to proclaim. We are not celebrities; we are servants. Amen. I wish I had somebody to help me preach tonight. The greatest preacher other than Jesus was the Apostle Paul, a Jew by birth, a Roman by citizenship, a tent maker by trade, and a lawyer by profession, a Pharisee by religious training, and a Christian because of what happened on the Damascus Road. Spoke 13 languages, seven of them fluently, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, circumcised on the eighth day, of the tribe of Benjamin wrote over half of the New Testament and he never even calls himself Reverend Paul. All right. He says, I, Paul, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when it's all over, he's not going to call me bishop. He's not going to call me doctor. He's not going to call me reverend. He's not going to call me pastor, servant. Well done. Well done. Okay. We are not celebrities lording it over people. We are servants. Check your ego at the door. Put your supposed importance back in your briefcase. The only superstar here is Jesus Christ. The only one worthy of honor and praise, the only one we ought to bow down to is Jesus Christ. We don't don't lord it over them. We, We feed them and we lead them. I want to encourage you as I hurry, Pastor, that... um, People that you've been good to. People that you've given your life to. You've gone out of your way to be kind to. You'll go to another church 
and see those people who used to be at your church when they were broke singing in the choir at somebody else's church. They, they, they leave you and go to another level after you paid their bills. After you've helped their children go to college. After you visited them in the hospital. All of a sudden, your preaching is not good enough for them. They, they, they got to go to another level. Mm-hmm. I've had several members say that to me, Pastor Thurston. I'm, 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 Pastor, I love you. Thank you for what you've done for me, but I'm going to another level. Mm-hmm. And I ask them what church they're going to, and they tell me the church that they're going to. I say, oh, yeah, I understand. You're going to the church where the pastor records my preaching. Yeah, you, 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 you're going to another level. You, you, you're going to hear the pastor who comes to hear me preach. I, I understand. I wish you had gone to another level before we paid your rent. But here's the point I'm trying to make, because I'm, I'm almost cussed when I just start talking about that. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Listen to me, Brother Pat. I only pastor people who let me pastor them. I only lead people who let me lead them. If I can't lead you, I wasn't your pastor in the first place. Mm-hmm. All the people that God wants me to lead are the people who come to hear me on Sunday morning. I'm not trying to take nobody else's members. I'm not jealous of anybody else's pastorate. I'm not trying to be nobody but Terry Anderson. I thank God that he made me who I am. He gave me what he gave me. I don't have what anybody else has, and I don't have to have it. If I put my trust in God and feed God's people and lead God's people, God will make a way. Be encouraged tonight, Reverend. It's not always the folk you've been good to who's going to stay with you. It's not always the folk that you've given your life to that's going to be good to you. I was thinking about it on my way here tonight, Pastor. That there are names of preachers in Houston, Pastor Glenn, who used to sing and ring in the city of Houston. And that's not even a street sign. There's not even a plaque. There's not even a day to honor their work. Preachers like Leo Daniels, M.M. Malone, preachers like East Stanley Branch and M.L. Price, Sam Gilbert and Hayward Wiggins, Their names used to sing in Houston. And now in the words of the late E.V. Hill, all we can hope for is that they keep our body long enough for our family to make it to the funeral. Because if, when you give, I wish I had a witness here, the best of your service, telling the world that the Savior has come, be not dismayed if men don't believe you. He'll understand and say, well done. Just, just feed the flock, Reverend. Get up on Sunday morning and feed the flock. And then lead the folk who let you lead them, and God will do the rest. I wish I had time to stay right there. But you ought to feed the flock. 
You ought to lead the flock. Right here in this text, you ought to love the flock. Brother Pastor, I had, I had to come to this realization. I had to come to this understanding. And it made my pastorate, it made my ministry so much easier. I had to realize this. And the, the minute I settled this in my mind, it made my ministry so much richer. God did not send me to Lily Grove for them to love me. God sent me to Lily Grove for me to love them. And whether they love me or not, that's not between me and them. Come on, preacher. That's between them and God. All right. God sent me there to love them. And loving them is sometimes a burden. It's sometimes painful. It's sometimes aggravating. But I can't stop loving them. Because God has given them to me to take charge and as one who watches for their soul. And you can't watch for their soul and not speak to them. You can't watch for their souls and be angry with them. You can't watch for their souls and be mad with them. Listen, I ain't mad with nobody on Sunday morning. I'm not going to let you mess up amazing grace for me. Sunday morning is about amazing grace. Now, we can cuss each other out on Monday morning, but Sunday morning, I love everybody. Because God did not give me that flock of people for me to use the church as a revenue stream. God did not give us the pastorate for us to have something to do in our spare time. God did not call us to ministry to make us celebrities and superstars. But God has called us to the suffering of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that lost men and women who are dying in the pulpit are dying in the pew because they are dying man in the pulpit. It's suffering. It's sacrifice. Is giving of yourself. It's self-denial. It's cross-bearing. It's prayer when you don't feel like praying. It's preaching when you don't have any strength left. It's loving folk who don't even shake your hand. It's giving God the glory when all your energy is depleted. It's standing up Sunday in and Sunday out, month in and month out, year in and year out, asking God to bless these people even though they don't love me. Feed the people. Feed them. Lead the folk who let you lead them and then love the people. I'm through now. I'm, going, I'm not going to be like Dennis and say I'm through six times. I'm through right now. 
He's going he to cuss me out after this service is over. I know it. But, but, but let me say, I'm, I'm, I'm really through now when I say this. After all you do, Reverend, feeding the people, leading the people, loving the people, they still may not appreciate it. But when the chief shepherd comes, I said, when the chief shepherd comes, He's got a crown that fades not away. You're going to help me close this, won't you? They're going to give you an anniversary, but that's going to run out. They might celebrate you and buy you a house, but it's going to break down. They might love you so much that they will go out of their way to raise your salary on a yearly basis. But pretty soon, you will reach the level of your own sense of falling down. Because folk will love you when you're up and don't appreciate you when you're down. They will be nice to you. They'll be kind to you. And thank God for those who are kind. And thank God for those who will go out of their way to be loving. But some of those people will die off the scene. And their children will not be as nice as the parents were. Talk back to me if you can. And then you will find out that all that you do will come to nothing because after a while they're going to pass in front of Lily Grove Missionary Baptist Church and say, Terry who? Because soon the places that know us will know us no more. All that hollering, all that hooping, all of that singing you do, they love it while it's going on, but you're going to get old one of these days. And you won't be able to choke that thing like you used to. You won't be able to pull it like you used to. You won't be as good looking as you used to be. Now, the women won't be able to be, be praising you like they once did, and the men won't be behind you like they once were, because we will all reach the level of our own coming down. But when the chief shepherd comes, that's what I'm waiting on. I'm, I'm not waiting on an anniversary. I'm grateful for it. I thank God for it, but that's not what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting for the chief shepherd to come. God's people have been good to me at Lily Grove. I'm grateful for everything God is doing with me, through me, and for me at that church. But I'm waiting on the chief shepherd. Praise God for appreciation days. Praise God for times when people are lauding you and patting you on the back. I give God the glory for all of that. But one day the chief shepherd is coming. Have I got a witness here? I'm grateful to God for all that the people do and all of you who are here in this auditorium tonight. Praise God for your presence. But I'm waiting on the chief shepherd. I'm glad you're in here tonight saying amen and waving your hand. Praise God for you. But you are not why I came tonight. I came because I'm on assignment. I came because somebody called me. I didn't do this work on my own. Jesus called me. And if you've been called to preach the gospel, people will hate you. 
but God will bless you. People will criticize you, but God will bless your life. People will shake your hand and talk about you behind your back, but you're waiting on the chief shepherd. You know who the chief shepherd is, don't you? I wish I had somebody to help me call him. You know who the chief shepherd is, don't you? You don't mind if I talk about him a minute. I'm waiting on the chief shepherd. I'm glad to see all of you in here tonight. God bless you, Frank, for your presence. But I'm waiting on the chief shepherd. God bless you, Tellis, for your presence. God bless you, Mitch, for inviting me to preach. God bless you, Marvin Sapp, for sitting back there waiting on me. But I'm not here for you. I'm waiting on the chief shepherd. You don't mind if I talk about him, do you? You don't mind if I call the name of the chief shepherd. I know you already know who he is, but I just feel like talking about him a minute. Since I stayed up this late, since it's way past my bedtime, I might as well go on and talk about the chief shepherd. You don't mind if I talk about him, do you? He's Adam's redeemer. He's Abel's vindicator. He's Abraham's sacrifice. He's Noah's ark. He's Moses' bush on fire. Y'all don't mind if I talk about him, do you? He's a rock in a weary land. He's a shelter in a time of storm. He's a friend when you're friendless. Bread when you're hungry. Water when you're thirsty. Y'all know him, don't you? He's distinctive in supernatural capacity. He's superlative in sovereign majesty. He's exclusive in spiritual beauty. He's radiant in eternal splendor. He's matchless in supernal deity. He's the God of gods. He's the prince of princes. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's the bright and the morning star. He's the ancient of days. He's the day spring of Israel. He's the lily of the valley. He's the rose of Sharon. Y'all know him, don't you? When he comes, when the chief shepherd shall appear, the skies will break wide open, and the warrior king Christ will leave his seat at the right hand of power and wave his hand and swear the time that has been shall be no more. The reason why I preach so hard, the reason why I pray so hard, why I sing so hard, the reason why I feed the Lord's people, the reason why I try to lead the Lord's people, the reason why I try to give God the glory, the reason why I go out of my way to let people know who Jesus is. I got my own testimony. I got a story to tell of what God has done for me. You don't mind if I tell it, do you? It was about 12 years ago. I was in MD Anderson Hospital, and the doctors told my family, he's only going to live two hours. Whatever you have to say to him, go in there and say it right now, because he'll be dead in two hours. That was 12 years ago. Here I am tonight in the ballroom at Hilton America, testifying. Can't nobody do 
die Jesus and then the doctor said if he lives you're gonna have to put him in a nursing home he's going to be a vegetable for the rest of his life here I am tonight in the Lanier ballroom at Hilton America's Hotel testifying if you suffer for the cause of Christ when the chief shepherd comes you shall receive your reward is there anybody here waiting on the chief shepherd is there anybody here feeding the flock leading the flock loving the flock because you're waiting on the chief shepherd if you're waiting on him and you're not ashamed to testify if he kept you and you don't mind being a witness why don't you help me tell him thank you why don't you give him glory right now tell him thank you for all you've done for me thank you for the many prayers you've answered thank you for the many doors you've opened thank you for the many tears you've dried thank you Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you look at somebody? Tell them you don't know. Like I know. You can't tell it. Like I can tell it. What the Lord. I know he's all Thank you and bless you this night. 
what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard. And as we go down from this place, Lord, we go down mindful that one of these days, the Good Shepherd will appear. And he shall give us a crown of life. Thank you for Dennis Jones and Terry Anderson. Lord, thank you and give us sweet rest tonight. And if it's your will to get us up in the morning, we'll get up and declare this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. And we give you thanks and praise this night in Jesus' name. Amen.
Memphis, Tennessee. Y'all mind if I dance? Rock with me, rock with me. Terry K. Anderson this morning, Pastor Terry K. Anderson, and he brought that message today because it's needed. It is needed, really needed, because like he was saying in his message, as ministers, as preachers, we always trying to be in control. And like he said, it, it goes like this many times. Um you, you, you're so used to people bowing down to you and you let them bow down and uh, they bring in your water and they told me your purse and your Bible until you start thinking this is over you. This is what's supposed to be done for you. No, sir, and no, ma'am. I can remember going to many places and they tried to have what they call the nurses' guild, the ushers, you know and usher me in and make a big deal out of it. I told this one, I said, hey, baby, listen, uh, you don't have to uh, leave me nowhere. I see all these seats, and any seat I choose, that's where I'm going to sit. But I thank you so much, and I hugged her. God bless you. I walked right on past, went on and sat where I was going to sit, and was done with it. And when my time came to get up, I got up from wherever I was because mainly I was on the floor because I'm a floor preacher. I don't need the pulpit. I can pull you out the pit on the floor. Oh, yeah. I've had them to come and want to get my purse and my Bible. No, thank you. I don't want nobody stealing out my purse. Yeah, all kind of stuff. And, and, and it's just too much entertainment in the house of God. Too much entertainment for me. We're not on display. He is. Jesus is the reason that we are all here. And we should give him glory. We should give him honor. We should give him praise. Many times people say, oh, thank you. We thank God. You're welcome, Pastor David. God bless you this morning. Yeah, we, we, we worship God. We thank God for everything. I'm just a simple, plain, everyday vessel that he can use. Ain't nothing that great about me other than the fact that he saved me. Hey, glory. Sanctified me. Ah, fill me with his spirit. Baptized me in the Holy Ghost. That's all that's different and, and exciting about me. Other than that, there's nothing. Because whatever good I do, God did it. I can't take his glory. I can't take the credit for what he does through me. Yeah, you, you have people trying to put you on that pedestal. Oh, Bobby, you, you do this and you, yeah, because God do it through me. I can't say I did it. I, 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 my man. Is not like that. I, I, I'm not very smart. Yeah, you see, I don't speak proper English, so you know, I'm not that very savvy on things. It's him. And like he said, he wants you to teach his people and lead his people. Yeah, he don't want you uh, 
got the people leading you. I've been in church meetings where they tell the pastor, well, the reason nobody's not joining the church is dead. Because what this person is doing, what this pastor's doing, is preaching and teaching the word of God. And if that's not what you're looking for in the house of God, you won't get it over here. If you're looking for the praise dancers, if you're looking for the gay choir, uh, uh, everybody dressing these bright colors and looking like the world, you're in the wrong house, honey. You got to find you another house because this is the house of God. We're doing things in here according to his word. We didn't add nothing to what he already said to put in his house. I've, I've been in churches where they had only a rostle in the pulpit and, you know, chairs for the congregation to sit in. No flowers, none of that. No curtains, uh-uh. He got up, or uh, she got up and preached from that rostle. Well, no praise dancing and all of this and uh, they, they, they didn't even have it where you walk around to the offering, to the table to put your offering in. They had the ushers to go to each row and you put your money in the offering plate because they realized everybody coming there wasn't going to be dressed right. Oh, look at here this morning. Pastor anniversary, you never heard of such. Church anniversary, you never heard of such. They don't do all of that. Yeah. Once a year, they take out time for you to give money, and they take the money, and they give it to the community. Yeah. People that's been through there that they couldn't help, they go back and see if there's something they can do for them now that I have the money that the church can bless you. When I tell you they say the house is going to be called the house of prayer, that's what they mean. The people who put their membership there, they dress accordingly. They behave themselves accordingly. They'll let you dance as much as you want to dance. <laughs> you praising God, go on and praise it. I've been there and the preacher got up to preach, couldn't preach because the praise was going forth. Folk was all falling out on the floor under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, not under themselves because they needed breakthroughs. And they had gotten it before, but something else come up. And when the praise started, they really started praising God. It wasn't about the song they were singing so much as it was they were singing the praises unto Almighty God. You don't get that everywhere you go nowadays. Yeah, folks got an agenda. They're using the name Jesus because it sells. The word love sells, the word God sells, Bible sells, scripture sells. So folks hearing this and they running over there, but you got to pay. And they teaching on tithes and offerings all as often as they can. Will a man rob God? Now you're not going to rob him. Who's big enough to rob him? <laughs> He's got all power. He made you and now I'm going to let you rob me? No ma'am and no sir. We give because God loves a cheerful giver. We pay tithes and offerings so it can be needed in his house. Because when people come in dire straits, we want to be able to bless them. Yeah, somebody told me, you poor and broke, 
because you give all your blessing away. I don't give my blessing away. What God blessed me with is for me. But tithe, offering, uh, 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 gifts, all of that is for people that I I, I, I know that are in dire straits, families. The mama working, the dad working, they ain't making enough money. Got two kids over there. Kids wearing Dollar Tree shoes. I mean, uh, dollar, family dollar shoes. Dollar General shoes. And them kids going to school and making good grades because they've been taught at home. It's not about what you wear, baby. It's not about how you look. It's about what's in your head. What are you getting from the school? Yeah, we got too much going on. We want to look like the Joneses and send our kids. Look here, my children were clean. They hair was washed. My girl's hair was done. Now, toodaloo, going to school. I bought you what I could afford for you to wear. I'm not sending you for the fashion show. So my kids so cool. Stay away from the cool kids. If you got a bully, you come home and tell me and let me go out there and bully the principal. He knew me and he knew my children. Even when my boys was in senior high school, the principal knew them. They had a situation one time, the principal called me. I told him before, I said, I don't have no money now, because I know them three, they done tore up something over there. <laughs> went on over there, and they told me what happened, and I had to accept what went on. It wasn't their fault, but I had to accept what went on. Encouraged them, and when time came, sent them right on back to school. And I went over there as often as I could, get off work, and go over and check on my children in school. The teacher wasn't calling me every hour on the hour to my uh, uh, Lonnie cutting up. No, because when Lonnie got home, I was going to cut up, and he knew that. They wasn't going to call me and tell me no A.L. was over there cutting the food. A.L. got in trouble. I didn't take him back. I fixed him. He Oh, he couldn't wait to get back. But while he was home on that suspension, I had too much for him to do. <laughs> he rather went to school than to be home. And I didn't rush him back. I said, no, we're going to wait a while. We're not going back. I ain't, I'm not doing it. You started this, I'm the one going to finish it. They would look up sometime, and I was at the door of the classroom, already in the class, standing at the door. Somebody said, who mama is that? And he'll turn, or she'll turn and look at me and go back down on the paper. Why? I didn't play no games. You're going to have to leave my house and go out in the real world, and these people are not going to treat you like I treat you in here. You're not going to wake up the biscuits, eggs, and bacon, and sausage, and jelly, and syrups, and milk. No, you know, chocolate milk and Nestle quick pain. You're not going to wake up the kind of cereal you like. No, you're not waking up to that. Because once you leave my house and get in the world, you're on your own. And according to what you can do, according to what you did in school, it's going to tell what you can do when you get on your own. That AL, I mean, he come out the box wanting to be a manager. And I used to tell him, I said, boy, you can't manage like that that quick. You got to get some experience under your belt. So he went and worked at one or two restaurants, worked at Cheddar. Then he, he ended up over at the Dollar Tree, and he was an assistant manager. But, boy, he was pushing for management. 
That was his heart's desire. That was his passion. He he, he didn't even tell me I'm a manager now, Mama. He didn't even tell me that. He just went on to work. Somebody else told me. And when I talked to him, I said, oh, you managing that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Mama, yeah. Because he was after it. He was not a follower. He was a leader. Yeah, and that's basically everybody who came out my house who can say I, that's my biological mother. That's if they choose to be that. Because you don't stop if you don't get it on the first train ride. You got many more rides to make. Keep riding and keep pushing to get it until you get it. But we got to train our children in the way that they should go. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You got to teach them how to treat adults and train them that if adults don't treat you the same, these are not the kind of adults you need to associate with. You need to be around. Because if we train them, they're going to come out better than you thought. It might be in their older years, but change is going to come. I I, I don't have to go get Lonnie out of jail, do it, breathe. I, 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 I don't... I, I didn't go get them out of jail. If they went, they stayed till the judge did whatever he was going to do. Oh, you got to show them love, and I did. Prayed for them, still pray for them every day. Had to call A.L. a while back and tell him what I got out of prayer one morning concerning him. He was like, you right, mama. You Yeah, because if God showed it, it's the truth. Oh, yeah. But we as leaders, we got to lead the people right. Don't let them bow down to us. Don't let them worship us. I, I heard Peter say, get up. Don't bow down. I'm a man like you. Don't. I'm a person. I'm a human being just like you. Get up. I have to eat, sleep bathe, uh, have some type of income just like everybody else. But I believe the word of God. And I want to live according to the word of God. He gave me a sound mind. I want to walk in a sound mind, not like a fool. Plain and simple, every day, down to earth, coming. Yeah. Go back with him. When he comes, looking at him, say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Because I did things nobody else would do. I went in places nobody else would go. They was embarrassed and shamed to be there. I told you about the project situation yesterday. A lot of people wouldn't have lived in there. Oh, no. Oh, they're going to say I lived in the project. Honey, it was my assignment. I had a good time. And when the work was done, my assignment was over. God blessed me some kind of bless. You hear me? Uncommonly. That's because I did what the world say. I kept it 100. I kept it real with the people. No matter who the people were, I kept it real with them. Yeah. They used to say, don't don't get on that lady car. Don't do this. Get away from that lady door. Because they had respect for me because I respected them. And they didn't catch me drunk. I can't say I didn't have me a glass of white wine. What that thing is, Fionn, uh, uh, 
<laughs> Moscato. Yeah, I can't say I didn't have it with some fish. Yeah, I can't say I didn't have it with some shrimp scampi. But I didn't go out the door drunk. I didn't get high. They didn't hear me cussing. When I had to go do something for one of them, I was careful the way I carried myself. And look, spoke much slang. What? Spoke much slang. Sometimes the guys will say, what it do, Miss Bob? I said, I'm going to make it do what it do, baby. And I keep walking. And they high-five each other. Miss <laughs> Bob, something serious. I keep going. Why? Great is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. I come to do a work unto the Lord. I didn't come to do a work unto my flesh. So there's no good thing was in it, even when I lived in the project. Never scared. It's just, 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 just that way. I remember one day my youngest brother told me, he said, you know one thing about you when we were growing up? I said, what? He said, you was never scared. I said, I don't know if I was or not, but I did. Good morning, Apostle. God bless you this morning. I said, I don't know if I was scared or not, but I did what I felt I had to do. Sometimes I would be coming home from school. I felt tired. Because I had a big day, 4-H club, this, that, and the other. Gym, oh, they done ran me till I can't run no more. And I felt tired and the train stopped on the track. I just leaped across between the cars, just leaped across to the other side and kept walking. Now, my dad would have found that out. I really would have been tired <laughs> from him thinking this behind. But guess what? I went on. My brother said, you crazy. I said, no, I'm not crazy. I got to go. I'm feeling tired. I don't want to pass out in the street. I got to get home. But God put that in me because he knew where he was going to use me. From my mother's birth, he, I birthed, my mother birthed me. He already knew where he would use Barbara. He already had given me a heart of flesh, a kind heart. But yet that natural man, that natural man had a heart that could fight, shoot, cut, yeah, somebody. But God knew what he did. And on the day that I fully surrendered unto him, the heart of flesh, the softness, all of that come forth. Now I fuss, yep, I fuss. Because, I, you know, I, I'm hoping for people to do right. And most times it's for something that I told you that I would do if you needed it. And then you needed it, but you never called me until way later on I'm working with somebody else. Or I done gave what you needed to somebody else. Because I said you could call me and ask for it if you needed it. When I asked you, did you need it, you said no. Yeah. Because my prayer is that God bless me so I can be a blessing to others, not a blessing to me and mine. Because my children know how to pray. If they don't pray, that's on them. They know how to give, plant seeds so it can multiply back to them. If they don't do it, that's on them. What God give me is for the people that he give it to me for. And I know the word says take care of that family. But the family got to allow you to take care of them. 
And then it's got to be the members of the household of faith, the, the, the members of God, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Because, see, they're my children. They're my nieces, nephews, cousins. But they, if they're not members of the household of faith, I got to look out for those that's of the, that are members of the household of faith. And that's not everybody, even in the family. They look at me weird. I got one niece. Every now and then, you know, she might text me, call me or something. But if something go wrong over there at her house, she don't tell me what it is now. But she's going to make her way over here. <laughs> it tickles me. See, uh, she's going to come, and she says she got to go real quick because she got to go do something. But she never leave quick. She's going to hang around. When she feels she got her breakthrough. Okay, Aunt Bob, I'm going to talk to you later. I know just as good when she feels she got it. She gone. Later on, she'll call me and tell me, yeah, I came over there. Uh, so-and-so and so was going on, and this is what happened now. I said, Every, yeah, everything real good. When I lived on a place called Post Street, she used to come and sit in the big chair where she needed a job. <laughs> She, I'm at the computer, and I know what she needs, so I'm praying. And a little bit, she done went to sleep, took a good nap. When she wakes up, she says, well, I'm going on, but I'll talk to you later. I said, okay. I told her one day, I said, it's already done. Baby, she got on out that door, jumped in her new car because she drives stick shift. And honey, she's changing gifts, going down the street. I can hear it. In about 10 minutes, she called me back to the people just called me for an interview. I got the job. I said, okay. All right. Had another friend. She had a daycare. She would bring the daycare babies and because she had infants and, you know, uh, uh, toddlers and babies. She would drag them over there to my house and sit on the love seat and go to sleep. And I'm watching the children. I said, now, you know, they, she make over $150,000 a year in daycare. I'm not making the money, but I'm over here in daycare and the kids. Well, she wake up, thank you so much, Barbara. I ain't got peace like this at my house. Ooh, I come over here and I sleep so good. Thank you for watching the kids. I said, well, change them diapers. Can you change two and I'll change two? Yeah, all of that. Feed the newborns and all of that. Yeah, and then she'd get them all in the van, put them all in their seats, car seats and stuff, and away they go. Sometimes I look at the clock, it'd be 2 o'clock. I said, now she came here 9 o'clock this morning and just leaving here. I need her to stay on somewhere. Yeah, that's what I would say, but that, that that's not what would happen. Yeah, God used me in many ways to bless many people, and I'm grateful unto him for that. Because it wasn't me. I can't take you hear me say I, but it's not I, it's him. If we'll be free in him, let the sun set you free and be free enough to obey God. Be free enough to be out there working that harvest. You ain't got to take over nobody's church. You ain't got to go in there and do the most at the church. The streets is full of work. And if you're working it right, they're going to follow you to the church. The churches go, the building, physical building go increase in people. That's why my pastor really loved me. Because if I go, the house fill up. 
People know I'm coming over there. Here they come. When I was doing Fourth Sunday Fellowship, house would be packed out. And now everybody coming in there uh, is saying, I'm professing. I met some of them at the bus terminal. <laughs> Different places. The homeless shelter. The jail. What? Where you at this Sunday? Oh, I'm going to my church this Sunday. I'll be over there. But I worked at Harvest. One time I was giving out water and witnessing over by my the church I attend. And I told the pastor about it. He said, oh, don't worry about that. I'll be right there with you. We give out soda and water. He all, all in people building, talking to them. I said, well, what? A, a bishop those went there. He over there in that building over there. I look at two or three people. He over there talking and they receiving. The man from the record shop left his record shop and came and sat on the corner with us in a chair and was telling me about his church. Pray for us. I said, okay, because he knew me from way back in the day. I used to be his campaign manager when he ran for city council. Yeah, right there in Jackson. Jerry West, uh, uh, Jerry Crowd. I saw Jacoby the other day. I, oh, I knew his wife all my life. Her brothers taught me how to ride a bicycle. Yeah. And so when we got done, he said, y'all done? You done? I said, yeah. He said, well, I want you to go in there and talk to that man right there for me. I said, all right. He said, I've been in there, but once you go in there and talk to him, you're going to know what to do. Okay. Whatever it was. The harvest is plenteous. See, we sit back. We want to do church stuff. We want to go in the building and be separated from the world. How? How you separated? He called you to work. Because you, you work unto him, it don't make you better than nobody else. He said, don't think more of yourself than you ought to. Mm-hmm. He called me to work. And if I hang out with the homeless people, they're going to know I'm not homeless, but guess what? I'm not going to act above them. Whatever they're talking about, I can relate. Been there and done that myself. Been homeless myself. Lived in my truck. Yeah, to God open a door. And he did open a door and make a way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, he's that kind of friend. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yeah. If I don't call my brother, he gonna call me. Hey, Miss Pittman, what you doing? I say, hey, Mr. Pittman, how it going? <laughs> because that's my brother. But Jesus is the friend that get closer. See, because when my brother home sleep, Jesus is awake. And he yet see what's going on with me. And I like the phrase of this, I heard you the first time. Oh, I like that. Shantae called me the other day telling me about something she wanted. I said, well, didn't we pray for, mama prayed with me. I said, didn't we pray for that? Yeah. I said, okay, he heard you the first time. Let's trust him now. You want to do something, get in your word more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray for somebody else more. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there. See, because you hear all the stuff I tell you about, all the testimony, I have many, many more you never heard. Because when you work that harvest, you're going to get some testimonies out there. You're going to see some stuff, hear some stuff. 
be in some stuff because you out in the harvest. All kind of people out there in the field, nurses, doctors, preachers, all kind of people in the field, church people. Every now and then you'll run across one of God's people because they're different than church folks. Church folks do what they want to do. God folks going to obey him. All of this come from working that field and serving him. And somebody sang this song to me and they said, serving the Lord. <laughs> It'll pay y'all. When? After a while. Keep going, Barbara. Serving the Lord. Oh, it'll pay off after a while. Yeah, because I'm going to keep serving him every day. I'm going to find somebody to be a blessing to every single day. Going the day up to the hearing center, and uh, I bake the pound cake to take, but I can't take it. Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm going to be able to bless them in a little while. Because the doctor, everybody that served me, I try to be a blessing unto them. And one of the ladies in there, she saved. And she picked that thing up right away and started talking to me about the Lord. Because you know, only jobs, you can't talk about God. Now, if the person started, you can talk. Because the person started. But don't be on the job talking about God. They, they fire spoke for that. But she came right away. Last time I was up there last Thursday, she said, can I have a hug? Yeah, you can have a hug. Yeah, God is faithful, and we want to be faithful unto him. All uh, Every day, every day, faithful. Faithful counts. I, I, I can see Dr. Goodman, Sister Jerry. I, I can see Irene. Uh, uh, let me see who else. I can see my goddaughter, Laura. I can see Anthony. I can see Pastor David. I can see Minister Shonda, uh, uh, Apostle Boatwright, Brother Lewis. That's why I can still see these people 13 years later in August. Faithful. Some people wouldn't have did it because they oh that that that's too lesser people. That ain't enough people. Oh, it's more than enough. More than enough. Do you see Jesus only had 12? He only had 12 followers. Yeah, and they were apostles. He sent them out by twos even. Huh? I, I, I don't need a million people. I, I, I don't need 10,000. I don't need 3,000. The world said we're two or three. Uh, I'm going to run quick and come back. Where two or three are gathered in his name is touching and agreeing. He's in the midst. He's not going to be in it. He's in it. Hallelujah. And that's all we need. Two or three of us. And it's a bunch of us. <laughs> and I'm grateful to him this morning. Listen, and I want y'all to keep my nephew Daryl uh, in prayer, Daryl Mosley, and I want you to keep I mean Thelma Mosley in prayer. They're not related to each other; they just have the same last name. Thelma is my good friend from elementary school, uh, junior high, high school. We went to the same college, and we worked on the same job. Yeah, we've been knowing each other, ooh, 60, 70 years almost look like. But anyway, keep them in prayer. Prayer, Dara Mosley and Thelma Mosley. Keep them in prayer. And uh, I didn't hear nothing yet, but I'm going to call my niece tonight to see if Dara got the truck, the dump truck. Yeah. 
and Thelma, she back home. And uh, she said, you know, I like you a lot. I said, you do? Yeah, because I give her freedom. Yeah, she'll do anything I ask her to do, but you don't ride people. These grown people. I can't live your life. I can't control your life. I tell you what God said, and I'm through. A lot of times I get upset because you didn't do what God said, not what I said, because I ain't got nothing to tell you to do. Unless you can cook real good. <laughs> Bake me something. Go on and bake me a pie. Yeah, did I can tell you something. I good that pie tasted. But other than that, no, sir, I don't want to lead nobody. I want you to be led by the Spirit of God. He'll lead and guide you in the right path. Oh, yeah, for his name's sake. His name is on it. It's going to end up good. Hallelujah. Listen, the studio is open. If uh, anyone has something they would like to say this morning, please feel free and press that number one. I've been asked to play this again, so we're going to call it a double take, because they didn't hear about the cancer. So I want to play this again this morning. Stricken with throat cancer. Come on, somebody. The devil said I would never sing again. Come on, somebody. He said I wouldn't see the age of 50, but I'm 59. Hey! Go ahead, back. Come on and give God some glory, y'all. Help! <laughs> You can't tell me what God can do. And I want you to know today, I was healed of cancer 99, but it came back in 2005. And I said, God, you said you're the same God yesterday, today and forevermore. And if you did it when I did know you, and then when I messed around and found you, you can do it again. Somebody ought to say it. Because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my story. Come on. I went all the way down to a size seven. Come on, somebody. Wearing my oldest daughter's clothes. I literally lost my mind. Come on, somebody. I, yeah, I stayed in the nut house six months to a year. But the Bible says he would keep you in perfect peace with the mind. on Jesus. Anybody know God is a healer? Let me, I'm going to get ready to sing, y'all, but I stayed on chemo. I took chemo five years, three times a day. But I want you to know God will heal me, and I'm cancer-free today. Come on. Hey. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. You know the Holy Ghost makes a difference. Come on, somebody. Anybody got it? Let's go for it. Amen. Put your hands together. Woo! This is for you, Bishop.
your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah, evangelist, limit battles. And uh, I like that one right there, a whole bunch myself. And yeah, she said she had cancer in the late 90s. I think it was around 99. And God healed her, and that thing came back in 2005. But you hear all that screaming, she doing it. That's because he healed her. And she know now I can sing like I want to because I've been healed. Hallelujah. And what God does, nobody can undo it. And sometimes he'll do it a second time so that he can prove to you it is done. You don't have to worry about it no more. It's done. Yeah. Each time it came back, I got I, the Lord, got rid of it. Hallelujah. And so you heal today in Jesus' name. Is there anyone else have anything they would like to say this morning, a testimony, a quick good morning, hello, God bless you, thank God for the day, anything you would like to say, feel free. All right, Brother Anthony, God bless you this morning. Good morning to you. So quiet. God bless. Have a favorite morning to you, Miss Barbara. Can y'all hear me this morning? Yes, we can hear you well. 
We can hear you. Good morning to you. First of all, I want to get God. Thanks for waking me up. Thank you for life, health, and strength, keeping my right mind, and allowing me to see another day never seen before. Thank you for the activity on my limbs, and I thank you for who he is to me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And I just thank him for just allowing me to be drawn to him and him drawing me to him. And I thank you for him guiding directly my path and just waking me up this morning, putting breath in my lungs, letting me see another day. And uh, I just thank God for this ministry as well. And thank God for everything that you do, Miss Barbara, as God lead and direct you. And for you being obedient to God and what God has called for for you to do through ministry and reaching people of all ages. And it's just a blessing to to be here this morning. And y'all hear my voice, and I'm hearing y'all in the spirit as well. And um, just ask that y'all just continue to pray for me, my strength in the Lord. And I pray for y'all. And, uh, just, I just thank God. I can't thank him enough for what he's doing. And um, and just it's just a blessing. I don't take it. I used to take it lightly, but every day, you know, my eyes allow me to see every day. I thank God. Okay, thank you, Chris. Thank you. You are bye bye. Yes, sir, brother Anthony. Yes, sir. God bless you this morning. He said he hit me five times. Five, brother Lewis. Wait a minute. This thing is turned up real loud, then. Okay, I'm bringing it up. Go ahead, you, you just going to say good morning to somebody. Yeah, good morning to everybody. You, Miss Barbara, Sister Jerry, uh, Brother Lewis, Sister Irene, Sister Pion, Sister Rita, yeah, uh, Sister Shantae. Yeah, I just picked up the wrong file. Oh. Um, you actually have an 11 o'clock, so I'll call you back on that time, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Y'all excuse me. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I, heard I heard you, Brother Anthony. I heard you get them names in there, Brother Lewis said, hey, Brother Anthony, I hear you getting some names now. Uh-huh. And it's yeah, all right. That's how to get them in my memory. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, right. I'm going to help you. I'm gonna help. Wait, say that again. I wanted y'all to uh, just uh, uh, send out a, a special prayer for Sandy Renee Yates. This morning, okay. uh, man, okay. she's kinda, trying to attack her mind on certain things. So, you know, we just want to lift up sister in Christ and, you know, encourage her and, you know, just stand and intercede on her behalf, you know, that she'll keep the faith and continue to trust God despite of what, what things may look like. Okay. I got you, brother. I got you. Uh, but Louis talking about that CD talk, five by five. Oh, and you know, I was just looking at a CD this morning. I don't know why I want one, but I certainly want one, Brother Louis. But yeah, we got her, Brother Anthony Cindy. We got her. And uh, around 12 today, I'm going in prayer. And so I, I even remember her today at 12. I wrote it down, Cindy. And uh, 
You said Yates is her last name? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I got it. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray for her and her family. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So intercessors, y'all heard, so uh, we can touch and agree this morning, and in your prayer time, you can continue to pray for her and her family, Cindy Yates, Sarah Mosley, and Thelma Mosley. Yeah, we want to keep them lifted up in prayer today. I know what prayer can do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Woo! I know. I can just be sitting in the kitchen. And something that will come to me and I pray about it. And I get a result. I get an answer from Almighty God that have all power. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray to Irene again this morning. Uh, she's feeling tired and she don't feel so well. And she made an appointment with the specialist. So we're going to pray for her as well this morning. We're praying before the Lord. We know he's able and he's got all power. And there's nothing too hard for him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some days I hate to be busy like that, but I have to get stuff done. And so, you know, for other people, and so I have to do what I have to do, and I'm grateful. Hey, Brother Anthony, and you can call me today. I'm going to be here for a while, so you can call me too. But, but uh, let, let us um, pray this morning, but before we pray, I want to say good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman and Sister Mary Ann. Talked to Sister Rose Brown yesterday, and she said she had slept until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon almost. So, ooh, I feel so good. I feel energized. Yeah, she got that rest. See, a lot of times when we're older, we have to get that rest. We're older girls and boys. We got to get that rest. Good morning to you, Sister Simone and Sister Melody Rose and Good morning, Laura, my grand—I mean, my God, baby. <laughs> God bless you, Laura. And uh, good morning to you, uh, Sister Andrea in Philadelphia, and Sister Theon. Good morning to you, Sister Angela Foot, Sister Anna Lee Foot. Good morning to you and Sister Sharon Slayton. God bless you today. Good morning to you, Sister Kimberly Hopps, or Sister Kim Hopps. Sister uh, Yvonne, Sister Lisa, good morning to your Apostle Claudia Boatwright this morning. God bless you. And uh, to the men, good morning to your Brother Louis. Good morning to your Pastor David. Good morning to your Brother Jermaine and uh, Brother Anthony and Brother D this morning. Brother Mike Hopps, good morning to you. Sister Jerry, good morning to you. Uh, Sister Irene, good morning to you. And a good morning to you, Sophion, and uh, good morning to your minister, Shonda. Hallelujah. I may have already said good morning, but you're on the list, so I thought I'd go back over the list. Uh, Brother Cal going to school today. Brother Justin Gilmore, good morning to you. Brother Marquez Griffin, good morning to you. God bless you this morning, and I thank God for each and every one of you. And I want to say this right quick. You know... Um, when you done heard so much stuff and you've been on the internet and, uh, you know, somebody black told you that Jesus, he wasn't this and that and he wasn't this and they used that to keep the slaves and all of this stuff, it'll mess people up. I wouldn't listen to it. Uh-uh. I go on my knees and pray to God for myself and, and, and ask him to reveal to me. Yeah. Let him reveal to me. 
so I'm on the right track. What is a ham radio? I don't know what ham radio is, but I'm sure looking at them CDs. I don't know why this morning, Brother Lewis, but I sure was looking. I seen one for $38. I said I might start off with that and try and see what I get. Because I, I might minister over the CD. Yeah, to somebody. Uh-huh. And it's our right to be in Jesus' name. Listen, we're going to pray out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time another episode of Jesus in the morning. God bless you. God bless you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. Thank you for Brother Anthony's testimony. God, we thank you that he's concerned about somebody else. He brought Cindy before us this morning. And Lord, we ask that you would bless Cindy, fix her heart, and regulate her mind in you today. Father, I ask that you would bless her family, bless her children this morning. In the name of Jesus, you know what they're standing in need of. And, Lord, you know how to present it where they will accept it. Do it today in the name of Jesus. We bring Thelma Mosley before you this morning. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen her, fix her heart, and regulate her mind. Move for her today in a mighty way. And, Lord, show your love like never before in this hour in the name of Jesus. We bring Darrell before you this morning. Father, we ask, Lord, that not only you save him this day, but, God, that you would sanctify him and fill him with your spirit. And, Lord, I ask that you would move on this dump truck. Give it to him, Lord. And, Lord, use it to show him that you're real. Give him a heart and a mind to come to you in the fullness, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You left him here for a reason. He's been through many things, should have been dead and gone. But, God, you allowed him for a reason. So do it in him, whatever your will is. Or we thank you this day in the name of Jesus. We ask it all. And, Father, as we depart this morning, I ask that you would bless every caller, every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Lord, move by your spirit today for your people. Father, we bring Sister Irene before you. And we ask this morning that you would touch and heal her body. Lord, you know what's going on with her body, with her mind even. So, Lord, we ask that you would give a mind of faith, a mind of trust in you. And, Lord, show your healing power this day in the name of Jesus. And when she go to the specialist, let her come back with a clean report in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. Oh, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise. We're not perfect, God, but we're striving for perfection in you. And, Lord, we ask that you would make us perfect in the name of Jesus. Help us today, Lord. Help us today to be your people, obedient unto you, doing the things that you can accept and the things that's pleasing. Help us today. And, Lord, don't let nobody be mad but the devil. And we bind him up and cast him to hell, to the pits of hell. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We give you glory again on and praise. Bless our going out today. Father, bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We ask it all again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality 
God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. April the 12th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So go today and be a blessing to somebody, give somebody a scripture, lift up the name of Jesus so he can draw unto him. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning. And after this song, I won't be coming back. Again, have a blessed day. Okay, but Louis Ham is a powerful, extra long distance. Okay.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com